Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. On this wonderful Monday. Some for some people it's a holiday, for some people it's not a holiday. It's You're not, working. I'm to, not working. I have to work. You do. I'm not thrilled. No, but your commute will be short. Why? Ah, uh, because there'll be no traffic on the route. There's most never any traffic home. on the route anymore. That's true. Everybody stays home. That's true. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of news today? Not too much. No? Okay. No. Uh, let's start with uh, stuff from the Disney Parks blog. They have some tips for visiting downtown Disney. That's the downtown Disney in California, not to be confused with Disney Springs in Florida. Well, those are two different names. Why, why would you confuse I said not to be confused with Disney Springs. Right. But that's why the story is about Because it Disney. used to be called downtown Disney. So if you're old school... You might think I was talking about Florida. If you're old school, you call it the Disney Shopping Village. Mm, I'm yeah. not that old school. No, you're not. Um, but uh, Disney, uh, downtown Disney is celebrating their 20th anniversary. And, uh, you know, they've got a lot of reasons to visit because, A, they're open. <laughs> it's the only Disney part uh, of the Disneyland Resort that is open. Uh, the downtown Disney district allows you to shop. Uh, right now, just shop. And eventually, you'll be able to eat again. Um, but the downtown Disney district is open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. almost every day. And then it extends also now along Buena Vista Street in Disney's California Adventure and the Disneyland Resort Backlot Premier Shop. So you can go and uh, visit uh, and get a little Disney magic if you're out in California. All right. Yeah. Uh, Disney Magic Moments has um, something about Galaxy's Edge they featured. Yep, they've just released their new uh, Disney Magic Moments, and they want you to go behind the magic of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge with uh, Walt Disney Imagineering and Lucasfilm. So it's a uh, little, you know, video like they've produced for most of their other Behind the Magic series uh, with Walt Disney Imagineer Scott uh, Trowbridge and Doug Chang, who's the vice president uh, from Lucasfilm. And they just talk about the inspiration and mission of Galaxy's Edge. And uh, you'll also learn about how they developed the land settings, stories, and attractions. So that's a video, and it is on our page. Cool. Yeah. In international news, Tokyo Disney has reclosed 26 shops. Yeah, they're having a rough go out there. You know, the crowds are light because they're only allowing 5,000 people in. However, they are now closing an additional uh, 26 shops. Uh, in addition to the 25 restaurants that are closing temporarily across the resort. How big is uh, Tokyo Disney that they have 26 well, restaurants and shops to close? Tokyo Disney Sea and Tokyo yeah, uh, right. Disneyland. Okay. So they're they're pretty big. Um, they have a handful of shops that they are closing, um, but they have some that are just going to be open on the weekends, uh, and that is going to uh, last until February 1st, at which point everything is going to close. So they've got, uh, it's the exact opposite of California. Right. Your 5,000 people can go into the park, you can ride the rides, but you can't shop or eat. Mm. You know, I think if they combine that in California, they'll have one <laughs> functioning park. Right. All right. Disney is halting contributions to GOP lawmakers after the Capitol riot. Yeah. Disney as a company has announced that they are halting contributions to any lawmaker in the House and Senate who voted to reject the certification of electoral votes for President-elect Joe Biden. Um, Disney has joined along with Comcast and AT&T in halting uh, uh, political action committee donations to eight Republican senators and 139 uh, Republican House members who voted to object to certifying the results of 2020's election. Um, Hallmark also 
uh, opted to do that, but they have asked that donations for Senator Josh Hawley and Roger Marshall be returned uh, after they made them huh. due to the events of well. the certification. <laughs> we want them back. Yeah. All right. Bob Iger and his wife have donated to help L.A. small businesses. That's right. Bob Iger and his wife, Willow Bay, who, if you're uh, like me, you remember her from inside the NBA uh, in the old days. But she is now the dean of the of USC's School of Communication and Journalism. All right. Um, but uh, Bob Iger and Willow Bay have donated five million dollars to Los Angeles small business to aid Los Angeles small businesses. Um, and uh, it has been stated uh, by Mayor Garcetti from Los Angeles that uh, due to their donation, 1,000 of Los Angeles' hardest-hit businesses will come off the waiting list and be helped um, and will be able to survive. Uh, that comes in addition to $500,000 that uh, Mr. Iger and Mrs. Bay donated to the Mayor's Fund earlier in the COVID crisis. That's great. So Bob Iger doing his part. Very good. Uh, in California news, the Rainforest Cafe is becoming a Star Wars trading post. Yeah, the Star Wars trading post, since you can't get into Galaxy's Edge, you know, they've got to find a way to move the merchandise. So they had earlier in the year moved it to the um, Wonderground Gallery. They made that into a Star Wars trading post. And so there was some concern that the Wonderground Gallery would not be returning. Well, what Disney has announced now is that they are moving it to uh, a new location. Um, and it has been determined that the Galaxy's Edge merchandise uh, at the Star Wars Trading Post will be moving to the emptied um, Rainforest Cafe building. It is uh, going to be a resistance base and Ray's uh, speeder will be displayed at the entrance. So it's a good use of a building that is little used. Well, okay. actually not used since the Rainforest Cafe closed about what a year and a half, two years ago. Okay. All right. Um, there's some more guidance for premier pass holders. Yeah, we, we announced last week that Disneyland will no longer be selling annual passes. And, you know, the, the tough thing is they have the premier pass, which combines both a Disneyland annual pass and a Walt Disney World annual pass. Uh, both uh, of those are valid, even though you can't get into Disneyland. They are valid through March 31st. On March 31st, your Disneyland pass will no longer work and you have to manually call VI pass holder support for Disney World in order to renew your Disney World annual pass. If your annual pass is not renewed by March 31st, then your Walt Disney World side of the pass will be continued as well. Um, for those who uh, choose to renew your passport, you will get a 15% renewal rate or 15% off your renewal rate. All right. Uh, in Walt Disney World news, the hours have been released through February 3rd. Through April 3rd. Through April 3rd. Yes. Our last one was like April, uh, March 27th. So oh. this is April 3rd. Okay. Uh, March 28th through April 3rd, Magic Kingdom 9 to 6, Epcot 11 to 7, Hollywood Studios 10 to 7, Animal Kingdom 9 to 5, Disney Springs 10 to 10 on the weekdays, 11 p.m. on the weekends, and Blizzard Beach 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay, and Magic Kingdom hours have been um, extended every Saturday plus January 18th? That's right. Uh, the following operational hours have changed for the Magic Kingdom. On January 16th and 23rd, the Magic Kingdom's closing time has been moved to 9 p.m. instead of 7 p.m. Nice. And on January 18th and 30th, the park will close at 8 p.m. instead of 7 p.m. All right. 
Uh, also in um, the Magic Kingdom, the Walt Disney Railroad continues its refurbishment. Yep, they are laying new track over by the Fantasyland station. If you recall, they actually had to reroute the track through part of uh, Tomorrowland because of the Tron light cycle run ride that is going in there. And they've taken this opportunity since it has now been closed for over two years to lay down a bunch of track. And they're actually laying new railroad ties uh, that are synthetic as opposed to wooden. So hopefully that will mean that, uh, you know, there'll be less, uh, uh, more time between maintenance windows when they have to replace those railroad ties. All right. Uh, and then Rivers of America, what's the update on that refurbishment? Uh, that continues, um, but on Tom Sawyer Island, which is uh, uh, circled by the Rivers of America, Harper's Mill um, just got a fresh coat of paint, and it is uh, entirely covered in scaffolding. Uh, I should share all the picture. It kind of looks like the Rivers of America look like an FBI crime scene. There's a, uh, there's a big white transit van. There's some tarps. Uh, it, it looks like they're excavating uh, there, um, but uh, it's just part of the work that's going on. Uh, and, and now they're doing, I guess, some of the work along the water that they probably couldn't do when the Rivers of, uh, Rivers of America is full. Right. So it, it progresses. Very good. Um, in Epcot news, there's some new barriers that were added to the Grand Fiesta Tour. Yes. But <laughs> before that, let me stay in the Magic Kingdom. and let Oh, you, I'm and, sorry, pirates. And tell you that the Pirates of the Caribbean have finally received their new sail. Um, outside of the attraction, there is a crow's nest uh, that usually says Pirates of the Caribbean. It, it has some uh, cannon shot holes through it. And in November, people were confused because the uh, sign came down, the canvas sign that was there, and it was replaced by just a plain black sail. Well, two months later, and the Pirates of the Caribbean sail has been replaced. Okay. And uh, it's about time. Right. So over to Epcot we go. Yes, to the Grand Fiesta Tour. The Grand Fiesta Tour. They have added to the end of the attraction some character banners. Uh, and these banners are acting as barriers at the end of the ride to prevent people from getting off their Fiesta Tour boats early. Um, it's a small area if you've ever been on the ride. Um, you know, the unloading platform, there's there's some rollers and it, it brings you up there. But uh in a long line of boat uh, boats that are waiting there, people are, I guess, were getting uh, impatient. impatient and deciding to exit the ride. There was a small walkway along the edge there, and uh, they've now decided to post these these banners in an effort to keep people from getting out of their boat early. <laughs> Even though, if you look up on the wall, there are placards that say, "Please remain seated." Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you have to physically stop people from doing something. I mean, that's really dangerous because if the it thing is. starts moving. When right. they're getting out, that, that could be very bad. Exactly. And if there was ever a place where you want to get out early, it's it's small world. It's not the Grand <laughs> Fiesta Tour. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Grand Fiesta Tour is like a bad version of small, small world. world. All right. In Disney Springs, let's have an update on the M&M store. Well, uh, we've been talking about the yellow facade. Well, in contrast with the yellow facade, the giant red M&M sign logo uh, which sticks out over the sidewalk, has been added to the front of the building. It looks so cool. It does. I can't wait to go in there and just put my mouth under one of those spigots and guzzle a bunch of M&Ms. They don't even let you choose your own M&Ms right now. Well, maybe in Florida they do. When we went to the M&M store in New York over the summer, 
you had to just sort of tell them which ones you wanted, and right. they put some in the bag for you. It was which sad. Is, which is very tough, because how do you say, I, I want five of they the dark chocolate? They were very good about it. He was. He, he was, was, he was well, there was nobody else in the store. I mean, you've never seen an M&M store like this. I right. mean, usually you're just shoulder to shoulder with people in the Times Square uh, M&M store, and there were, I don't know, like 12, 12 families. Per floor, per floor. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, three, three, uh, three floors and, you know, maybe 12 families. It was... It was a little sparse. That, that young man was very happy when he, we came up to ask him to fill our M&M bag He for was. Us. Yeah. So he was, I was like, we only want a couple of this. Can we just have a few of this? And he put like three or four. Is this enough? You want a few more? He was adorable. All right. Uh, so now we know all about the M&M store. How about Gideon's Bakery? Did they have their grand reopening? Well, Gideon's not only reopened, but they had their grand opening celebration on Saturday. All right. And uh, they, good thing they had a virtual queue. Because their virtual queue was full and topped out at a 12 hour wait. Whoa. Honestly, though, if it weren't a virtual queue, people would not have gotten in a line and actually waited for 12 hours. The fact that it's a virtual queue allows you to kind of do that. Right. Um, uh, I know we had friends down there who got in the virtual queue and then just went home. Yeah, they lived nearby, so they did. They went home for a few hours. Because really, if you're visiting and you're in a virtual queue, are, are you going to hang around? you know, Disney Springs for seven, eight, 12 hours and, right. and shop. I, I think I if think we were so. there, as long as we didn't have a park day, it's like you go back to the resort and sit by the pool for a while right. or something. And they give you a certain amount of time once you're called back into the queue. I think you've got a half hour yeah. uh, to get back there. Um, but they did reopen. They were offering free art prints of its gargoyle. I guess a gargoyle is part of their logo. Uh, they were giving away stickers, limited edition cookies, free peanut butter, buttercream dip, and uh, gargoyle t-shirts. So uh, apparently not only were the crowds busy in Disney Springs, uh, but the traffic entering the Disney Springs Orange Garage was gigantic. Huh. And by the time the garage opened uh, at 10 o'clock, there were people just all all over the parking garage. Wow. Um, but... Uh, you know, that's why we went on a Tuesday at 10 a.m. Yeah, I mean, that's a Saturday. Obviously, it was also the first the first day, like the, you know, the grand opening. Uh, so that's going to draw a lot of people. But I would say, you know, if you're there and that that's something you want to do, don't try to go on a Friday or a Saturday night and think you're going to get a cookie. Right. Um, yeah, show up, you know, when they open. And we did that with Everglaze. And they actually, even though Disney Springs doesn't open till 10, Everglaze opens at 9. So, you know, you can be there nice and early. We didn't have to do any kind of a virtual queue for um, for Everglades. We just got in a line. But, you know, I was thinking about it. That 9 o'clock opening, because Disney Springs itself doesn't open until 10. Right. Uh, I wonder if 9 o'clock is so that employees from other businesses around Disney Springs can come to Everglades. What does that have to do with anything? Why couldn't somebody else come? Because you can't get into Disney Springs. Yes, you can. Can no. you? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. All right. It's like the mall. Just because the mall doesn't open t- t- till 10 doesn't mean you can't get in at 9. So you're saying they're going to be there and do your health checks at 9 a.m.? I assume so. Okay. We're going to have to go down and investigate this again. Yeah, right. We have to go get some more donuts. All right. Um, Josh Demorrow visited the Star Cruiser Hotel. That's right. Josh Demorrow, who is the president of uh, Parks and Resorts, um, along with Walt Disney World president Jeff Vale, recently toured the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, and they shared some photos of their walkthrough on uh, Instagram. And they took a look at the um, windows that are eventually going to be a, a, a lookout into space and uh, the bunk beds, which uh, are- They seem in- so tiny. They do look tiny, but you know what? It looks just like the uh, drawings. I just don't see these bunk beds being for 
You anybody, can't put another adult. It's got to be a tween. You know, you've got to be a kid like ten years old or younger. You have to be under five feet tall. These bunk beds do not look like they are the size of a regular bed. No, they're like a toddler bed size. Although they look to be the same length in that in that drawing mm. of a regular bed. They look really tiny. So the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, for those of you who may not know, is a Star Wars-based boutique resort, which is going to be opening over by um, Hollywood Studios. And they are going to offer uh, regular-sized cabins and then the larger Captain's Quarters cabin. Each floor will have 32 regular cabins and two of the first-class cabins. Um, So it's, it's only a small, you know under 70 rooms in this resort, but they're going to be getting a, a premium premium dollar for these All when right. they do open. Neat. Let's talk about entertainment news. There was a new trailer released uh, called Flora and Ulysses. That's right. You know, I was thinking to myself today, what the world needs is more superhero squirrel movies. Yeah, of course. And then I came home and there was a trailer for Flora and Ulysses. And uh, is one of them a flying squirrel? He's a superhero squirrel. Yes, he is. And uh, Flora and Ulysses is based on the uh, children's uh, award-winning book, also called Flora and Ulysses. And uh, the new trailer debuted uh, for its February 19th debut on Disney+. Plus. So that uh, trailer is on our Facebook page if you want to check it out. Very neat. Yeah. The cast of the uh, movie, um, let's see, the cast of the Disney movie, uh, the Mag- why can't I, what did I write here? Lizzie McGuire. The cast, I wrote the cast. Of okay, Disney here, movie. let me, let me. The Lizzie well, McGuire movie, the cast has some problems with uh, Disney executives. Okay, the Lizzie McGuire reboot, which was supposed to occur on Disney Plus, was canceled. Um, and the cast has come out blaming Disney executives for the cancellation. Um, you know, the, the series creator, uh, Terry Minsky left after filming two episodes and apparently in the read throughs, there were like 25 Disney executives there. And the cast is saying that they left. It was Lizzie McGuire in some adult situations. And then Disney came back to them and said the show was too adult themed. So, uh, the cast is a little upset because they thought they had a good thing going and Disney seemed to pull the rug out from underneath them. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's how it goes with pilots, right? Yep. Everybody's disappointed when it doesn't actually take off. Yep. And in other news, since the Golden Girls house used to be a part of the Disney Studios Backlot Tour, uh, we will wish Betty White a happy 99th birthday. Oh my goodness. Do you think she's going to make it to 100? I hope Uh, she makes it to 100. They need to wrap her in bubble wrap. I know. I'm hoping that she's gotten the COVID vaccine already. I know. She should be like the first person that got it. They should just seal her in a room for a year. Yes. Although that would be tough because then she'd have no food, but... (laughs) Stick her in there with a bunch of ramen and hopefully Well, she makes I don't it to know. 100. What's the point of living to 100 if you can't have any fun? That's true. So I hope she's having fun on her 99th birthday. Universal uh, Revenge of the Mummy has reopened. Yep, they had a small refurbishment and uh, it reopened uh, yesterday on the 16th and then immediately closed due to technical issues. Oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's back, it's running. Um, sometimes the issues were resolved and, uh, everything is good. So if you didn't get a chance to see that, like my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, uh, you can now go check it out. All right. Um, Universal's annual pass holders are eligible for, um, an upgrade at Cabana Bay. That's right. Cabana Bay has two styles of room. They have a standard hotel room and a family suite. And if you are a Universal Orlando Resort annual pass holder, 
you can get a free upgrade to the family suite at no additional cost. And uh, a standard Cabana Bay Beach Resort room starts out at $84. That's pretty good. It is very good because that's about half the cost of a value resort at uh, Walt Disney World. Um, annual pass holders need to book this by February uh, 5th and must travel by May 27th. So I have to say, with their very inexpensive prices for their hotels, which I hear are quite nice, even the value ones. Yes. Uh, and Disney having taken away Magical Express and free magic bands and all that, it seems like it's not a terrible idea to go and stay there. If you have a car, I mean, you have to get a car anyway. Right. I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe you still go to the Disney parks, but you stay at Universal. Except for the fact that then you need to do a half hour to forty five minutes to drive each way. It's not as convenient to get back if you want to take a midday break. You've got to pay for parking. Yeah, but if you're talking about people like us who go for three or four days and only go to the park for a day, that's fine. All right, might have to go and check it out. I'm not interested in Universal as a park. I'm not a huge fan, Mm -hmm. but I'll go stay at their resorts for eighty eight dollars a night compared to Disney's. What, like 180? 160, 160. Depends, yeah, I guess it depends. Depends on, on the going. season. Yeah. All right. Um, Universal has canceled a fundraiser for a Missouri senator. That's right. Senator Josh Hawley was supposed to have a fundraiser at or- uh, Universal Orlando's Portofino Bay Hotel, uh, and that has been canceled. Um, senator Hawley spearheaded objections to President Biden's win. I'm sorry, President-elect Biden's win in Congress. And... Uh, Lowe's slash Universal has canceled this fundraiser. This was supposed to be um, a fundraiser event for a Hawley-affiliated political committee fighting for Missouri. Uh, this group raised more than $272,000 for Hawley in the 2000, um, sorry, the uh, 2020 election cycle. And uh, in order to get into this event, it was a $5,000 contribution for a family, $3,000 for a couple, and $1,000 for an individual. Uh, Wait, so, yes. so if I go with my spouse, I have to pay $3,000, but if me and my spouse say we're separate, we only have to pay $2,000? Uh, I guess $1,000 each, yes. <laughs> um, so Lowe's put out a statement and uh, stated that uh, they were not allowing them in. Good for them. Yeah. Um, and then in other Orlando news, um, the Altitude Trampoline Park opened in Kissimmee. That's right. If you're in Kissimmee, check out Altitude Trampoline. They now have a 37,000 square foot facility to, uh, you know, give you a bouncing good experience. Uh, They have been in soft open mode for more than two months and already have attracted 2,500 monthly members. Um, And on January 16th, they had their grand opening celebration. So you can, uh, you know, jump on trampolines. They have a ninja course. They have a wipeout game. They do stunt jumping. They offer dodgeball, ropes courses, and augmented reality trampoline games, which sounds exciting. Very. They also have a a soft play area for toddlers. All right. So uh, this is one of more than 70 altitude trampoline parks uh, across 28 states and several countries. So if you're in Orlando and the um, four Disney parks, two Universal parks, uh, Gatorland, SeaWorld. Holy Land. Yeah. Machine Gun America, yeah. Old Town. Legoland. If these all aren't enough for you and you're bored, you can go jump on a trampoline. Yes. Perfect. And we, oh, I'm sorry, the Crayola experience. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. The quarterly injury report has been released. That's right. You know, we always get excited because uh, quarterly, the Florida Department of Agricultural and Consumer Services uh, gets a report from the theme parks about their injuries. Um, and this happens uh, 
They self-disclose when visitors are hurt or sick on rides that required at least 24 hours of hospitalization. Um, so this year, I'm sorry, this past quarter, a 25-year-old woman had a seizure on Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. That's, okay. ne- that's never good. That's not a glowing endorsement for your ride. Uh, an 86-year-old woman fell as she left Walt Disney World's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, injuring her head, arm, and leg. Now, that probably wouldn't have happened if they had character banners out. Um, so uh, those were the two big injuries. Um, but, you know, as this goes along, um, we mentioned back in October that regulators are trying to meet with theme parks to see how they can get more accurate information on injuries because, you know, they're saying that uh, guests hurt, uh, hurt back. And then come to find out, not only did the guy hurt his back, but his uh, you know, spinal spine was severed <laughs> and he's paralyzed from the waist down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are looking for ways to uh, improve uh, injury reporting. Right. Which is always a, a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. You have any other news? No, not today. Awesome. Well, we hope everybody, uh, if you have the day off, you enjoy your Martin Luther King Day. And if you don't have the day off, get back to work and stop listening to our podcast. (laughs) Uh, Until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.